Good morning, Sarasota. This is the Sarasota Stories Podcast. It may be the single best way to meet new friends and develop lifelong relationships. It is also a great way to stay fit while learning one of the forgotten social graces. Hi, I'm your host, Bob Williams, where I try to find the most interesting people doing the most fascinating work here in the greater Sarasota area. I started this podcast because I wanted to meet new people, and then I thought, why not share what we talk about with folks like you? I also believe if you really want to understand the community you live in and appreciate all it has to offer, then listening to each other's stories is an absolute must. So every Tuesday and Thursday, you'll hear from artists and authors, entrepreneurs, civic leaders, and many others share who they are, how they got into their line of work, and what they're excited about right now. I'm very pleased to welcome Tiana Ramirez, owner of the Sarasota Fred Astaire Dance Studio. In this episode, you'll learn one thing most people don't know about Tiana, how simply being a volunteer in college gave her the direction of her life's work, why Tiana ended up owning a Fred Astaire Dance Studio, the different programs she offers, why Tiana is moving to a new location with more space, and much, much more. Thank you for stopping by today, and it's my hope that you will listen, that you'll learn, but most importantly, connect. Tiana Ramirez, owner of Sarasota Fred Astaire Dance Studio. Welcome to the Sarasota Stories Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on. And just I'll let our listeners know that we are at the dance studio right now. And so if you hear a little bit of cars going by or honking or, or something like or that. Or cha-cha-cha. Or cha-cha-chas <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> You'll know what that's from. Or or emergency vehicles that are going by now. But that's uh, that's sometimes a trade-off when you go on site here. But that's great. Well, it's a pleasure to be here on site with you. And uh, we were just chatting a little bit before uh, we hit record here. I was trying to think how we came across you. And I guess my administrator set us up uh, to do this interview. So it's great to have you on. Yes. No, thank you so much. And I thank you to everyone that was involved in hooking us up because I'm excited to do this. That's great. That's great. Well, it is good to have you on. So one question I always ask my guest is what's one thing that most people don't know about you? Very interesting because I live a very open public life being in the ballroom dance industry. But if I want to say one thing, I was a three-time Publix color champion. I think that's what you would call it. As a the public coloring, supermarket? The coloring contest with the dinosaur at Publix <laughs> <laughs> for three years in a row. I was the champion. So yeah, that's something very different. Uh, I guess I'm a good colorer. Is that how you say it? But now, was this recently? or was... No, this is probably when I was like 10. <laughs> well, that's great. 10, 11, 12, you know. You're a champion. Yeah, a little champion in coloring. Indication of great things going forward, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I think I knew when I was young that I wanted to do something bigger. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Well, of course, we're here at the Fred Astaire studio, your yes. dance studio. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious how you got into this genre, got into this uh, performing arts, because... On your website, it says that you first were exposed to ballroom dancing when you were in university. So yes. talk about that. Yeah, so I actually attended the University of Tampa, and I studied film and media arts. It's actually one of like the only schools in Tampa beside um, Florida State where you can get an actual film degree. So I was all set in that, and this was going to be my thing, but I needed to bring my GPA up. 
So I signed up for dance partnering, had no clue what that was. I just knew maybe this would get my grades up because I have rhythm. I can listen to music. I think I can stay on time. I can count to eight. So I signed up for the class and right away I just fell in love. There was 75 of us in this class because I think everyone had the same plan as I did. And we all just did a Foxtrot basic for a semester, walk, walk, side together. And the dance um, instructor at the time, Miss Laron, asked me if I wanted to do more of this. And I said, well, yeah, but I don't know what I'm doing. She said, all you need is desire. And Dancing with the Stars is actually coming to town and touring for the very first time oh, cool. um, at the Ameline Arena in Tampa. I said, well, I have to be a part of it. And she said, well, yeah, no, I don't know what I'm doing. All you need is desire. So we started, we were there every single night for two weeks in a row until two o'clock in the morning, practicing dances to perform as the pre-show for the Dancing with the Stars tour for the very first time. So that's kind of how I was exposed. And then I just fell in love. I immersed myself in YouTube and followed dancers. And this was obviously before TikTok and Instagram. So I wasn't able to really dig into people's profiles, but YouTube was my number one uh, good night story, basically. Oh, that's neat. Studying ballroom dancing. Right. That's, that's interesting. It's funny. You said something, you, you said, you know, you had to get your grades up and you had, you know, you, you had coordination and rhythm and, and I had neither. I had bad <laughs> grades and I don't have coordination or rhythm, but, but you haven't got me on the dance floor yet. So maybe, maybe, See, maybe, I maybe can prove me wrong. I have spare right feet. If you got two left, <laughs> I've got spare rights. <laughs> well, so take us forward. So, so after you finished uh, university, mm -hmm. you continued to perform and you've been in competitions and of course started the studio here. So just kind of bring this forward. What happened right after university? So right after the university, I was going to jump into grad school, um, but then I saw an ad in the newspaper. It was a Fred Astaire dance studio in Palm Harbor, Florida. Um, and they were hiring dance instructors. And I had my dance shoes in the car. I drove an hour and a half and I auditioned and um, they hired me on the spot. So that was my first kind of link with the Fred Astaire dance studio. I wasn't aware that there were other dance studios. Again, I was only familiar with my little dance partnering class and my instructor. So um, I started with the Fred Astaire organization in 2008 and um, kind of did it all. I was an, a ballroom dance instructor. I was the front and front desk executive. She uh, um, kind of grew up with it. Yeah, yeah, I did. And that was one of the main things that attracted me to Fred Astaire is that you didn't need to already know how to dance. They would train you. So as Fred Astaire's kind of little thing is good dancers are not born, they're trained. Um, and they offered the training right then and there. And I, I took as much of it as I could. And I kept growing with it each day. I mean, I, I find it fascinating because every once in a while I will catch an old, you know, black and white movie. Mm -hmm. And I'll see Ginger Rogers and, and Fred Astaire. And the other thing that's been really cool on YouTube is you have some of those remixers that will yes. remix those dance steps with some of the modern hip hop Yes. And it's and, and it's it's completely synchronized. Yes. It's very, very cool. I think it was a Bruno Mars. Uptown funk. Uptown funk. <laughs> yep. And you got you know only if Fred Astaire could only see that today because oh. he was a huge fan of uh, Michael Jackson. Absolutely. Just because of how the guy moved and apparently they collabed on yep. excuse me. <clears throat> collaborated on a few things. Yes. He was a fabulous tap dancer. I just find it fascinating that, that a guy who really got his start back in the 20s and 30s, you're talking 90, 100 years later, his name is still out there, but uh, you know, the name has just uh, 
really you know had its had legs underneath it and you have all these studios and so so you never looked at another franchise or or other i didn't even know fred astaire was a franchise i just i knew of those black and white movies and not too like too familiar with them but i just i knew that it was beautiful and elegant it is you know something so magical about it when you're watching it and like i said i had no clue they were a franchise right until i got in the building and i'm like oh wow this is this is a thing you can actually like grow with this. And right. again, the same um, words were spoke to me again. You know, all you need is desire. And I said, okay. And, and I find it uh, interesting that you're here in Sarasota, which I think is a perfect location to be particularly now. I mean, it's growing by leaps and bounds, but of course the demographic, right? A lot of uh, older folks <clears throat> like myself who have a bucket list and learning how to dance is one of those. You know, I want to great, you know, write the great American novel. I want to read a hundred of the greatest, yes. greatest books of all time, whatnot. I started my podcast, so I so that See? so that I check I check that check, mark. Check. But but I'm sure that there are a lot of folks that come in here and they have never danced before, or you know, they've been to so many of these events, they've been to so many dances, and you just feel like a you know, you, you feel awkward because you get out there kind of like my wife and I, when we go to weddings and stuff like that, we just kind of, you know, walk around the circle and hug and shuffle. Oh man. It's, it's sad. It's sad. <laughs> no, it's not sad. It's got to start. But you have a lot of folks come in here and say like, you know, Tiana, I've, I, we just, we don't know how to dance. We'd like to learn how. Oh, absolutely. All the time. And you know, the interesting thing is that our demographics have changed because of shows like, so you think you can dance Dancing with the Stars, America's Got Talent. Best thing World that ever Dance. happened to you. I mean, yep. our, our age demographic is all over the place, but definitely a lot of bucket listers. Um, and that's always interesting to see that they finally took that step and like started checking things off their bucket list. Well, so give me a scenario of a couple that walk in or maybe a group come in. I mean, I, I mean, how do they find you? And then when, when somebody comes in, what does that typically look like? Sure. So most of our um, uh, clientele comes from the internet. So a lot of people are Googling us. So they're coming in. But um, also just knowing Sarasota and the location and the, and the area. So when they first come in, whether they're coming in with a partner or without a partner, because they don't have to have a partner. We have very talented, um, highly ranked instructors here in the studio ready to take people that don't have a partner or obviously people that are coming in together as um, a couple. And they come in and have their very first lesson and their very first lesson is really just introducing them to movement together, different rhythms, different timings. Um, and it's, it's like a, a little evaluation. Okay. Where are you um, balance wise? Where are you coordination wise? And then from there we start to say, okay, well, this is what we felt on this lesson. And these are the different rhythms and timings associated with dances that we teach and let's start to pick and choose what you really enjoyed today. Um, and then from there, we start working our way up kind of like through karate, different levels, um, different belt levels. Cool. So, yeah, you kind of just work through our different programs that we have. And it's very similar to like testing through karate belts. So, so what's the most popular request? Well, I have to say the Latin dances. Definitely the really? Latin dances. Really? Yes. Well, a lot of I salsa, have, a lot of bachata. I have been to Argentina. Oh, I love Argentina. And uh, I'll tell you what, watching some of the street dancers down there, um, is, it's amazing. It is amazing. And I do like salsa. Now, that's originally from Cuba, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'll Most do. of the Latin dances come from Cuba, actually. Oh, do they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cha-cha, um, 
mambo, salsa. Yeah. Yeah. Rumba. Yep. So, so I, so I've seen some of that and of course, you know, like everybody else, but boy, wouldn't it be lovely to do, to that, do that, but you're going to put the time in to learn how. So, so do you get me a request to break dancing? Uh, no break dancing, but we have some people asking for hip hop yeah. and that's when uh, Tim has to step in here, <laughs> break really out his cool. hip hop moves. That's really cool. Well, so, so tell us some more about the different programs that you have because actually, actually let's hold off on that. Sure. Tell us about some of the competitions that you have been a part of. And then not only do you compete, but of course your students compete. So yes, tell us about your competitions. So, you know, with the ballroom dancing, people don't realize that there are dance competitions probably every single weekend available all over the United States. It's crazy. Um, they never stop. Um, I had never been on an airplane until I started working for Fred Astaire Dance Studio and traveling to the different competitions. So that was something you that was very... You haven't missed anything. I don't want to get on an airplane anymore. Oh, yeah. Maybe not today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the competitions pretty much just bring together people from all over the United States. They're broken down um, by age, um, gender even, um, dance level. So if you're going through like a bronze or a silver or gold, and those are the different levels that we have in dancing... So the competitions are all broken down that way and they choose the dances that they want to dance. And for about a minute and 30 seconds, they get out there and they showcase everything that they've worked on so hard. Um, but as far as professionally competing, I did that for about 12 years. That was super fun. I think the highlight was going to Blackpool. How, how do you, okay, okay, these are terms I don't know. Yes. A, how do you do it professionally? And of course, what's Blackpool? So professionally is um, you're basically being paid to dance. So sure, sure. But where uh, was it, is it sponsored through the, through no, the competition? No, or how you does... actually, we pay our own way. It's kind of our, we pay for our coachings. We pay for our costumes. We find the competitions uh -huh. we want to uh, attend and it's open to any professional. So no, um, I'm sure there are sponsors available, but um, usually it's, you kind of just fight your way to the top. Interesting. And then how are you, you said you're graded, you get out there for about 90, mm -hmm. 90 yep, seconds, 90 seconds yep. and then it's graded, it's, it's similar like gymnastics or something, it's just the, the judges look and saying, yeah. Yeah, so um, each, each competition has their own little group of judges that they hire to be a part of it, and it could, it could be scored like gymnastics with like a 97.9 type score, right. or it's contested in a first, second, or third, all the way to sixth place. Interesting. So, yeah, they're kind of they're judged mainly on partnership, um, expression, performance. Must be the arts. It's the arts. <laughs> <laughs> Must be the performing arts. So that's you competing. Then mm -hmm. tell us about your students when they go to compete. So same thing with the student. They actually go through the same training. Some students I know personally in the studio now they train more than most professionals, um, but they will go through the same. Uh, grading system, the same judges, the same process, hair and makeup, um, the costumes, and they get out there and they put, put what they've worked at so hard on the floor as well. That's very cool. Now, you said there's competitions going on all the time. All the time, every weekend. So you can join at different levels and then different styles. I mean, if you do, if it's a ballroom dancing competition, is it only ballroom or are there different styles at that event? So it's definitely just a ballroom event. Um, they do have the option of going into what we call like a solo division, where that's where the breakdancing can come into play. If they have a secret talent in breakdancing, 
Um, but yeah, it's all, it's all broken down by the different levels of dance and um, age again and, and other gender. Share with us some of your more favorite cases or memories of you saw this individual, or this couple come in and you know, maybe they're really timid or something yeah. and now they're just out there shaking it. Okay. So all the time, I don't even know where to start. Um, my one success story is I love to say that I'm responsible for somebody getting married. <laughs> uh, a gentleman student of mine met his current wife here in the studio. So I love watching people. I love love and I love people watching, watching them fall in love through dance. Um, I think it's a universal language um, used in all forms, but getting able to being able to see them uh, fall in love through ballroom dancing was pretty special. I've witnessed a lot of people um, who had recently lost a loved one. Oh my! Um, you know, find their way back into life and find a little bit more purpose and find friends and maybe find a new relationship to hold on to for the rest of their life. I witness a lot of people lose weight like crazy because <laughs> one hour of dancing equals three miles of running. So I, I that one's kind of special to watch. Um, and just new friendships. You know, people come in here, they just move into town. They don't know anybody. They meet their new best friend. Now they're going out for drinks and happy hour. Um, there's a lot of a lot of stories that we could go through um wedding couples they come in here just to learn their very first dance and that's the only thing that's on wow. their mind yeah 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 but then they realize like wow this is something we can actually do together for the rest of our lives and they stay and they they make this a date night they bring their kids yeah. they make it a date yeah, night yeah, yeah, or they yeah. don't bring their kids and they make it a date night so yeah there's a there's many it's it's it's, it's fascinating you were talking i was thinking you know my my parents when they married my mother came from a how can I put it? Well, she came from Appalachia, pure working class mm -hmm. background. She married my father, who was a bit of a blue blood, owned businesses, that sort of thing. They met at the Pentagon. It's a yeah. long story. But she always, I'm the youngest of three brothers, and she always wanted us to learn kind of the, the finer social graces in life. Mm -hmm. Even though we lived in kind of a, a small farming community, she was always reading, you know, Vogue and 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 you know, town and country. And, and so she loved all that stuff and wanted to expose herself to it. Well, she wanted to expose her three young boys to stuff like this. Well, so we so it obviously it was yes, man, no, man, standing up when you, you know, when a lady entered the room and how to eat and all that. Well, she tried to get us to dance and that didn't work, but I, I will say she was right because I, I think that, I think you're correct in, in that the fact that you have food, you have language, you have music, you know, those are pillars of Absolutely. culture. And unfortunately, I think it's one of the social graces that's taken a back seat here for a long time. And, and you know, I'm, I have a very narrow perspective on this, but a backseat for a very long time of, of really knowing how to dance and dance well, particularly with your partner. I think it's just a, you know, it's just a lovely form of expression, a lovely form of, well, it's a part of culture. It should be. Absolutely. I mean, you're holding on to somebody for 40 minutes. You know, you're not, when we have couples come in, they're not, one person's not winning and losing. It's not a game of tennis. It's not a game of golf. It's not bowling. It's, um, it's an activity that they're learning or a skill set that they're learning at the same rate. Right. Um, and to watch them, you know, hold on to each other for forty minutes and look at each other in the eyes. I mean, with everybody's schedules and the way things are going, sure. Not a lot of us get that opportunity anymore. Right. And, like you said, a way of expressing 
through movement, how you feel attaching it to a piece of music, people leave here in tears. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> well, I'm sure it is. No wonder you, you, you've fallen in love with it and whatnot. So, so how, how do you organize the schedule? So again, a couple comes in, yeah. do you have regularly scheduled classes or, and you do individual classes? What does that look like? So we mainly have private instruction. So that's definitely scheduled. Um, and we're, we usually are here Monday through Friday, um, one to nine. So the private lessons are booked in advance, but we also offer group classes. So our group classes are every single day. They change based on what dance that we're doing that day or if anybody has any special requests. But a cool thing that we do, and I know a lot of studios do as well, um, we have socials. So every Friday night, we try and turn the studio into as much as a nightlife situation. So uh, we have a DJ. Uh, we turn the lights down. Uh, we play the music. Disco and, ball. Uh, we don't have a disco ball anymore. We do, we're doing like the flashing lights now. You see, you see my, my forward of years. We have, well, I have to admit, we just recently got rid of the disco ball. <laughs> I'm behind. I'm behind. Like, what wait, can I say? We, can, we need to upgrade. Um, but it's a way for everybody to practice what they've been working on during the week, you know, and, and try and turn it into a real life nightlife situation. The only difference is they have the safety net of me saying, hey, this is a cha-cha or go ahead and grab a dance partner for the hustle. And the instructors are there to help them as they go through their different dances. That's fascinating. Yeah. You, you know, it's interesting. You talked about how some people, they move into town and this is one of the vehicles they use to connect with people. And All the time. You know, I've been here about eight years, been coming to Sarasota for many, many years, but came down uh, from up north, one, one of those Yankees. But um, it, it never really even dawned on us to do something like this. But I can really see where people connect here. Typically, you go through, maybe you go through some of the uh, private clubs. And now, of course, there's so many ways to connect online. But to really connect, you got to be in person and present. I think, and so that, that's 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 wonderful. That's yeah. Wonderful. Somehow, what you got to do is you got to you got to get the ads out. You know, in in Detroit and Cincinnati and <laughs> Chicago, and say, hey, when you come down to connect, come here. Absolutely, no. And we have studios all over the United States. So um, I think this is something that each one of us gets a. Um, watch and be a part of is, you know, witness people moving into town, not knowing anybody and then meeting their best friend or meeting their soulmate or, you know, finding a new skill that right. they, it's like a country club. It becomes their own little country club. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Little I can family. really see that. I can really see that. Well, so tell me about the business end of things because you're on the front line and you're in the back office too, right? Oh, yes. You're a business owner and uh, the thing that you do is, is, is dance and teach dance and whatnot. So, do you enjoy that aspect of it? Um, you know, the funny thing is, I don't think I'll ever stop dancing. I get asked the question all the time, you know, hey, Tiana, why are you, why are you still teaching? And why are you still out there competing? And because it's, that's where my heart is. I, I don't have a business degree, so I'm learning every single day about the business side of it. Um, but I felt like it was kind of the next step to, to take on. Um, and again, I'm surrounded by fabulous mentors through the Fred cool. Astaire system. Yeah, yeah, cool. And they, they're they always around to help me if I have any questions. You know, 1947 was when Fred Astaire first decided to open up his studio and, and franchise it. Yeah. And, you know, 75 years later, we've, we've grew a fantastic family that we can all lean on whenever we need anything. So they're my business go-tos. <laughs> That's one of the values of buying into a franchise. Absolutely. Because the system and the processes are typically figured out, particularly if you buy into one that's been around for quite a few years. A friend of mine, he owns the um, Anytime Fitness down in uh, Nokomis, where yeah. I live, Mike Singer. And 
they have, I don't know, 30,000 or 25, I can't, I can't remember, maybe it's only 3,500, but he said he can always tap into just about anything that he needs for the franchise. Although he does say, because of his location here, because the demographic is, there's certain certain nuances that are completely different, but I can see where you, where you would um, have that resource to, to tap into. T tell us now, how many structures do you have on staff then? There's six of us, including myself. And each specialize in different we genres? Have, yeah, we have to certify in all um, styles. So there's four styles. Right. Um, American style for rhythm and smooth. So we separate those into two. Then we have international um, standard and Latin dancing. So we're certified in all styles. About 13 different dances mixed in with the four styles. So we got to be able to teach it all. Yeah, I could see it. Well, there's so many different types out there, but I'm sure there's a half a dozen or so that are the most popular that people Absol want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Always going to be, you know, Roombas and Cha-Chas. A lot of people enjoy a Foxtrot, right. Waltz. You know, Tango, Argentine Tango, and that's a different animal. Yeah. A lot of people are requesting Argentine Tango lately, um, and I think it's because it's just becoming more of a popular dance yeah. through Malangas. But the American style, not so much, but people enjoy watching it, maybe because they've seen it on the movies. But I would definitely say the go-to dances are going to be the salsa, the rumba, the cha-cha, the foxtrot, East Coast swing. Right. So something that you're going to be able to use on a Friday, Saturday night. Now, of course, you're, you're here in Sarasota, but is the industry, do you ever get kind of like industry data or whatnot that says, you know, dances on the upswing or you know, um, studios like this are, are really starting to see more and more clients or are you just worried about here in Sarasota? No, actually, we see quite a bit of that. You know, during the pandemic, I think 13, almost maybe 15 studios opened oh, during wow. the pandemic yeah. and we're able to keep those doors open and grow right. even more. Right. I mean, yeah, every day. Do it outside with masks on, right? Yeah, well, definitely. Don't touch each other. Don't touch. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> but yeah, we get emails all the time saying that a new studio is open, and the, new location. That's and neat. again, I think it goes back to the the different shows on TV, just making it more more known, bringing it to the forefront of everybody's attention, and and people are noticing the joy on these people's faces. Right. And I, I want to do that. I want to feel that. I was a big fan of Andrew Zimmern's um, Bizarre Foods. He was on the Travel Channel. Yep. Now, it, it, he, he's been off air for a few years. But, of course, you know, he, was, he traveled all around the world, tried all these bizarre foods. And I do have a pretty diverse palate, if you will. <laughs> and I thought it'd be so cool to try a lot of that stuff. But, but then it's like it seems that there were a lot of restaurants that were being a lot more experimental. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like... What, what was it? Wine margaritas and oh, yeah. this different type of, you know, tacos and things oh, that you normally wouldn't see and just like kind of a fusion of different. And so it seems like that's kind of the same in your industry as well. So, Absolutely. So, so thank you for TV. I guess it's one time Abs we can praise TV, yes, right? Thank you. Thank you, Disney Plus. <laughs> well, as we, as we talk here um, and as we talk here on the 12th of October, you are actually in a process. Well, I, I'll just ask you, where do you want to take Fred Astaire's, your Fred Astaire's uh, studio. So this, uh, Fred Astaire's Sarasota has been here 40 plus years. Um, it used to be a hardware store. Um, and it is the second oldest studio in the United States. Oh, wow. 
So really, yes, the second oh Fort Walton Beach is actually the oldest studio. My goodness, wow! So yeah, so both of them, Florida. So Florida going strong. Um, and we just recently decided to upgrade our location and upgrade the size, um, about triple the size, <laughs> and we're moving locations. Just cool. Two miles up the road. Where where is that location? So it's going to be on Bee Ridge and Macintosh. So currently, right now, we're on Bee Ridge and Swift or Tuttle, whichever way that you look at it. We'll be right there on Bee Ridge and um, Macintosh. And that's 4414 Bee Ridge Road, correct? Yes. That's great. So you got to move ahead of you. I'm sure by the time people hear this, you know, you have already moved and, and, and maybe you need to take a little bit of extra vitamin C and oh, yes. get, get a massage or something. <laughs> a little foot rub, a little back rub. <laughs> well, that's oh, yeah, great. So exciting. Can't wait. It's, um, it's probably the biggest step I think that we've... Um, took so far and our business that's great in denver you know i didn't ask you and i should have asked you this up front how long have you been head of the studio then this is my eighth year oh so you've been eight years right here and so you're not taking the next step so where do you want to go then from here you, you go to the new location do you want multiple studios do you want to take something on the road maybe go to the private clubs i mean what, what's your aspirations from there I think because I still am so attached to the dancing side of it. Yeah. Um, I would like to open another studio, but I think I would like to travel and start to train dancers. Oh, cool. Um, and just let people know what dance can do for them. I want everyone to feel what I feel about dancing. That's great. <laughs> and I think that's kind of my next thing. And, you know, maybe down the line, something with home office, something on the corporate side. Um, but you never know because the, the opportunities are endless. You don't know. You don't know. And of course, now you're an entrepreneur. Uh, I think. <laughs> and so the ideas keep coming and I the ideas they don't keep stop. coming. Two o'clock in the morning. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and I'll leave you with, I guess we'll kind of leave with this is uh, I always appreciate what Steve Jobs said of Apple mm. computers. He said, he said, we were just as proud of what we didn't do as what we did do. Absolutely. And, uh, I'll tell you what, particularly with podcasting, I can think of a thousand different things to chase all these rabbit holes and whatnot. Well, well so now if, some, if a listener out there is thinking, you know, I'd really like to give this a shot. What, what, what's your recommendation to them, Tiana? Do it. Don't wait. Do it. it. The hardest step is obviously the first one. But I promise you after that, it is one of the most rewarding things that you can do for yourself, not just for your physical self, but your mental self, your spiritual self, everything. Um, and it's 30 minutes to start. You take a 30 minute lesson, get out on the dance floor, forget everything that's going on outside and, and just really put that back into yourself. And that's, that's what I think. Well, it sounds wonderful. Sounds wonderful. You, you may have hooked me. I don't know. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen again, if, if you want to reach out to Yana, to Tiana, Again, she's at 4414 B Ridge Road. The phone number is 941-921-6651. Or you can email her at sarasota at fredastaire.com. They have a very nice website at fredastaire.com backslash Sarasota. Tiana, it's been a pleasure having you Thank on the you show. Thank you so much. We appreciate having you. And as always, I always appreciate my listeners. And you all have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you so much for stopping by. I sure hope you enjoy listening to our interviews as much as we do providing them. If so, would you do me a little favor? Go to sarasotastories.co and enter in your email. 
That way you'll get notifications of all upcoming episodes. Also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember, no matter where you go, to listen, learn, and connect. Connect.